But without Jesus, it's always winter, but never Christmas. Welcome to this week's episode of the His Hill Podcast. My name is Kelly Darty, and I'm your host. Well, we're in the midst of the hustle and bustle of Christmas time. And if we're not careful, we can easily lose focus of just what it is we're to be celebrating as believers in Christ. What an incredible gift God has given us in His Son, Jesus. Are you fixed on Jesus? Kevin Martin, who is our Assistant Camp Director and Field Rep, will be leading us in a Bible study, just looking at this issue. Have we taken time this Christmas to reflect on the gift of Christ given by God our Father? Let's join Kevin now as he leads us in this study. It is quiet here at His Hill. The, the students have all gone home, and it is empty. And yeah, we're, we're missing them and just missing uh, visiting the activity, the laughter, the cheer that we had when they're here. But it's also nice just to have a little bit of change of, of pace. But that's where we're at at the Hill right now. And uh, today, I just wanted to share a few thoughts with you on Christmas And the first thing I wanted to ask you guys is, what comes to mind when you think about Christmas? And just a couple of thoughts for me that that come are are cold. And and that can be hit or miss here in in Texas, that some some days it can be freezing. Other days it can be 80 degrees and and sunny, and you're sweating here in the the Texas heat in December. My, My daughter still asks me, when we're going to get snow again. She was probably about two years old or a little less than that when we had the snowmageddon here. And she thinks that's normal for Texas. And every year I have to explain to her, that's not normal. We don't normally get snow or freezing weather and not for a week or two weeks like we did that year. And some of you actually might experience a a white Christmas and all the joy that, that comes with that. But you also probably experience the snow shoveling and, and the mud when the snow melts. And for me, that's that's a no thanks. No thank you for, for that. Uh, others might think of food when you think of Christmas. I know I think of, of eggnog, hot chocolate, uh, pudding, cookies, maybe the Christmas markets for, for those of you who are in Europe, uh, glowing and, and filled with decor and food. Uh, and Christmas is, is that. It's a, it's a time to, to feast. It's a time to enjoy fellowship. Um, but that's not all. Some of you may think of decorations, the enchantment of, of Christmas lights or the beauty of a, of a Christmas tree full of ornaments and uh, the people around it. Um, there, there used to be a, a house near us in Bernie that you could drive to. You could tune your radio to a certain station, and you could watch as the lights literally danced to the music. There was all sorts of stuff going on, um, and, and it was the kids loved it. We loved it. You just drive through, and, and all the lights go off, and, and it was good. And those are all good things. Uh, maybe, maybe not the snow, but the food, the decoration, the, the lights, the trees, those are all good things. But if our, our focus is on those things alone, we'll miss, we'll miss the point. And I love the way C.S. Lewis kind of worded this in his classic, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, where 
he writes there and says, it's always, it's, it's winter in Narnia and has been forever so long. Always winter, but never Christmas. And in that short line, Mr. Tumnus is speaking, and he recognizes that something's wrong. Something's wrong here. It's not always supposed to be winter, unless maybe you live in in Canada, right? But it's not always supposed to be winter. And, And likewise, we must recognize something's wrong when we celebrate Christmas without Christ. Then it's just winter. Without, because without the birth of, of Jesus, there is no celebration. Without Jesus, we are burdened in life by what tragically isn't how it's supposed to be. We were, we were never meant for a life without God. Or as Lewis said, always winter, but never Christmas. And you may ask, well, what, what about the giving part of Christmas? And Y'all, the truth is, is that Christmas isn't even about us giving presents or helping other people. And again, those, those are good things. And I'm not saying that, that you shouldn't do those things or you shouldn't give presents at Christmas. But the main thing is who God gave us at Christmas. Jesus Christ. And God's present to us is His presence. God's present to us is his presence. God had a plan. And, and I love this verse in John 3.16. And I've probably said it a, a thousand times. You've heard me on the podcast or if you've ever been to camp or here at Bible school, you've probably heard me mention this, this verse. John 3.16. And many of you probably know it by heart. I, I don't even have to say it. But we read, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I appreciate Randy Alcorn and, and on one of his blogs recently or, or emails that he sends out, uh, there was a guy filling in uh, named Paul Tripp, and he, and he said this. He said, God's response wasn't a thing. It wasn't the establishment of an institution It wasn't a process of intervention. It wasn't some divine program. In his infinite wisdom, God knew that the only thing that could rescue us from ourselves and repair the horrendous damage that sin had done to the world was not a thing at all. It was a person, his son, the Lord Jesus. Y'all, Christmas is celebrating the greatest gift Jesus. And so I caution you, I caution myself, don't get caught up in the I didn't give enough attitude or even I didn't I didn't get enough, right? Because God gave us his son and he is enough. The gift of Jesus. Paul in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 says, "Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And and I'm sure some of you have received some really interesting, really probably practical and and cool gifts for Christmas. Uh, For those of of us in Texas, maybe it was your first hunting rifle. Maybe that was what you were waiting for all year. And finally under the tree, that's what you got, a hunting rifle. And that was the perfect Christmas 
gift. Or maybe someone gifted you financially at just the right moment when you needed help. Or maybe God has gifted you a spouse or children. And again, those are all good gifts. But the only gift I've ever received that was absolutely essential to who I am is the gift of God's Son, Jesus. And so I want to just share with you guys a a few verses now, uh, kind of describing who, who is Jesus? What has he done? What do we have in this gift, this gift of God's Son, Jesus Christ? And and the first verse that I want to look at is in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. And he says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel, God with us us. Jesus is God. And if you need a cross-reference for that verse, you can find it in Matthew 1, 23. And, and what I want you guys to do just for a minute is, is really just to think about that for a moment, that God stepped into time, and Philippians tells us being made in the likeness of man, that he was a man for you and for me. God, who is creator God, who is holy and perfect, came to earth, stepped into time for you and for me. And if you're listening right now, or while you're listening, maybe just pause the the podcast for a second, for a minute, and just meditate on that, that God came to earth for you and me. In the likeness of man, the, the creator, the holy and perfect God came here. And not only is he, is he man's creator, but he arrives on the scene to live as man with sinful men. And then he goes to the cross for man. That's the Christ that we serve. And that is why we can say like Paul, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Because God is with us. He came He lived the perfect life. He went to the cross. He died and rose again. God came to dwell with man in order to one day indwell him. God is with us. And not only is is, is God with us, but in Philippians chapter 2, verses 10 through 11, let me just read those verses. He says this, Let me start in verse 9, actually. He says, For this reason also God highly exalted him, speaking about Jesus, and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Y'all, it says that every day, no, every, one day, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is the Lord of Lords, that you can bow now or you can bow later. But one day, every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, 
Young or rich, young or old, rich or poor, educated or uneducated, will bow to Jesus. And so you can live your life now by your own desires or delight yourself in him. But one day, every knee will bow to the king of kings. Acts 16.31 says this. It says, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Jesus Christ as Lord saves us from the penalty of sin. And Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Jesus Christ as Lord saves us not only from the penalty of sin, but from the power of sin today. And I think back on, on my life and, and just how much I wasted because I looked to Jesus as my Lord simply to save me from the penalty of sin, but not to deliver me from the power of sin today. And this Christmas, remember that Jesus is Lord, that he not only saved you or saves us from the penalty of sin, but he saves you from the power of sin today. And that wouldn't be possible if Jesus hadn't come to earth. Next, Colossians 1.16. He says this. He says, For by him all things were created, both in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is our purpose. He is our purpose. And I hope you guys can remember that this, this Christmas, that Jesus is our purpose. So some of y'all may know, I, I have a son. His name is, is Teo. He just turned two recently. He is, he's my only son. He's, he's the cutest, roundish, short-legged, Ukrainese boy that you're, you're ever going to meet at his hill. He's the only one at his hill. <laughs> like that. He is, he's two, and he's entered into this, this question phase where anything that he sees or anything he sees me doing or, or holding, he, he asks me, he says, what, what is that? What is that? And why? And sometimes the questions never end. <laughs> what is that and why and why and why, right? He keeps asking uh, these questions, and he, he's trying to understand the purpose of, of things. He's trying to understand the purpose of things. So me being the, the great father that I am to him have taken advantage of this, this period in his life where he's questioning and asking these questions about the purpose of things. And, and I thought it would be fun to, every time he sees a deer, I point and, and I say, pew, pew, or boom, boom, or bang, or shoot it. And, and the other day, my wife was in the living room and, and Teo ran to the window and he was jumping up and down, and, and he was pointing out the window, and he said, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. And, and Alina was like, what is going on with this kid? And, and it's because I trained him, right? The purpose of a deer, <laughs> you shoot it, right? The girls know that later on we'll eat it, but he doesn't have to ask the question, what is that or why? He, he knows the purpose. He knows the purpose. Y'all, and our purpose is very simple. We were made 
for Christ. And if you've lost your purpose in life, look to Jesus and know your purpose. This Christmas, look to the Lord. And let us not be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. Scripture goes on to say that he, he completes us, that he is our sustainer. He is the King of kings. He is our Redeemer, our Helper, our Comforter, our Counselor, that He is the Word. And Jesus is all of those things. But without Jesus, it's always winter, but never Christmas. One of the crazy things, or or I guess fascinating things, about the gift of, of Jesus, the gift of God, is that we also get another gift with that. We get the gift of forgiveness. And that is the result of the gift of Jesus. In John chapter 19, verse 30, Jesus says this on the cross. He says, It is finished. It is finished. Warren Wiersbe says that that phrase could be translated, It is is finished. It stands finished and it always will be finished. What is finished? What is finished is the work in order for the gift of forgiveness. Jesus' shed blood on the cross met the demands of a righteous God and our debt was paid in full. Psalm 103.12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And that's the gift of forgiveness, that God remembers our sins no more. But it doesn't stop there because it's not just a gift that God has given us, but God says it's a gift that we can pass on to others. In Ephesians 4.32, he says, Paul says, Be kind to one another tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. What a challenge. What a challenge. The gift of forgiveness, a gift that we can give to others. Henry Nouwen says that forgiveness is love practiced among people who love poorly. And I think that that's such a beautiful picture of Christ. Love practice among people who love poorly. That forgiveness is not, a, is not a feeling. It's not motivated by selfishness. But that it's achieved by Christ, in Christ, and through Christ. And so the big question for y'all today, for me, is, is there someone in your life who needs forgiveness or who you need to forgive. Maybe you've been wronged. Maybe someone has insulted you or libeled your character or dragged you through the mud. Maybe it's someone that you can no longer forgive face-to-face because of, of circumstances or distance. But Scripture is clear. Forgive as you have been forgiven in Christ. And that this Christmas, you can give the gift of forgiveness because Christ has forgiven you. But if you want the strength to forgive, you need Jesus. And that's 
That's the beauty of forgiveness, that God has already supplied all we need for it in Christ. That he's the one who first forgave us. But he's also the one that says, I will give you the strength to forgive. I will be your strength to forgive the wrong that's been done. Y'all, without the birth of Jesus, there is no perfect man to go to the cross and pay for the sins of man. Without the cross and the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And without forgiveness, in a sense, it's, it's always winter, but never Christmas. I want to close up with this verse in John chapter 1, verse, verse 14, where he says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. And y'all, this Christmas, I hope you are reminded that God's presence means that Christ is Lord of our lives. That God's presence means that we have purpose in Christ. That God's presence means we are forgiven and are to forgive others. And that God's present to us is His presence in Christ. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for for the time that you've given us. Lord, I thank you uh, that this season we we can celebrate your birth. Lord, that we can celebrate that you came uh, to earth. You went to the cross. You rose again for us. Lord, and I, I pray that if there are people out there listening right now who have never heard this truth and have, and have wondered, how, how can I... How can I give my life, Lord, that they would give their lives to you? And Lord, if there are those out there that are listening right now that that have people in their lives, friends and family members who have questioned uh, Jesus or questioned what the the reason is for Christmas, Lord, that, uh, that you would be their courage, that you would be their wisdom as they share your life with them. So, Lord, I just pray that this this season would be just a time that we can celebrate the greatest gift in you. We thank you, Jesus, and ask all these things in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the His Hill podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed hearing from our assistant camp director, Kevin Martin, and his Christmas devotional on the gift of Christ. There are 27 days until our new semester begins and our students return to the hilltop. Please keep our students in your prayers that their hearts would be prepared for this upcoming term and all that God will do during the months ahead. Please also pray for the new students who will be joining us in January and that they would be encouraged at heart for what's ahead. Thank you again for tuning into the His Hill Podcast. You've been listening to our host, Kelly Doherty, along with Kevin Martin. Remember to keep your eyes fixed on Christ. I'm Lizzie, and we'll see you next week.